You're listening to the Acadia Divinity College podcast, where we equip Christians to serve the mission of God by asking questions, engaging culture, and changing with purpose. It was a Sunday morning when Reverend Dr. Lennett J. Anderson knew things needed to change. He stood in his office preparing for the service at EBC The Meeting Place in Upper Hammonds Plains, Nova Scotia, where he has served as lead pastor since 1999. Through the window, he watched two senior church members prepared across the street from the parking lot to the church. With Bibles in one hand and purses in the other, the two ladies stepped onto the seemingly clear Pockwalk Road. In what felt like slow motion, a car blurred past, horn blaring, barely missing the seniors as they stumbled back, startled. It was a narrow miss. Later that same Sunday, as the doors to EBC Kids opened, children streamed out onto the increasingly busy street with no awareness of the potential danger that awaited them. You see, there was no crosswalk between the growing church and the parking lot. There were no signs notifying drivers that children might be in the street or that pedestrians may be crossing. In fact, there weren't even two separate lanes in front of EBC The Meeting Place. There was only one passing lane, allowing for even greater speed through the area. Why wait until tragedy struck, Leonard asked. I wanted to be proactive, not reactive. That week, he contacted his local counselor and immediately received a response. His concerns would be reviewed by a Halifax regional municipality traffic analyst. Leonard was encouraged by this positive step forward, but the response from the traffic analyst felt like a huge step back. The report explained that speed limits are determined by engineering principles and that motorists will drive at a speed they deem appropriate. Further, putting in restrictions that weren't warranted could cause danger to drivers. Danger to drivers. How could the safety of motorists be placed above the safety of pedestrians? From Hammonds Plains Road to White Hills Run is the predominantly white community, Lennett explains. From White Hills to 1625 Pockwalk Road is the African Nova Scotian community. It's the same street. Similar homes, similar sidewalks, similar families. So why the inconsistency in speed limit? It was as if an invisible line divided the two communities. It took everything in Lennett to respond calmly to the traffic analyst's report. Not only did the report disregard the safety of pedestrians, it also dredged up memories of police speed checks unfairly targeting black Nova Scotians, as proved by a Human Rights Commission report in 2019. But Lennett didn't let his emotions rule his reply. There are no words to describe my profound disappointment, he wrote. I will communicate to the residents of Upper Hammonds Plains that there will be no response to their concerns and I will explain your justification for no action. There was no response for several days. When HRM finally replied, they requested a meeting so that they could better understand the concerns of the community. Before the meeting took place, Lennett was due to speak at an event at Dalhousie University. It just so happened that the mayor was also in attendance, seated at the same table. We can so often talk ourselves out of opportunities to have courageous conversations, Lennett says, reflecting on the moment, but we can't let fear hold us back. During dinner, Lennett seized the opportunity to passionately express his concerns, even going as far as drawing a diagram on the mayor's napkin to illustrate the inconsistencies of the speed limit and the dangers presented to the community of Upper Hammonds Plains. Moved by Lennett's tenacity, the mayor agreed to a site visit. 
when the mayor visited the church along with several HRM staff members. Lennett knew another courageous conversation needed to happen. He took the time to educate HRM staff by breaking down the long and difficult history between the municipality and the Black Nova Scotian community, specifically in Upper Hammonds Plains. He told the story of the first all-Black volunteer fire department created in the 1960s because other predominantly white fire departments wouldn't respond to calls in the Black community. Lennett's father was one of the founding members. He painted a picture of the expropriation of land in 1974 for meager compensation to bring drinkable water to the white community while completely bypassing the black community. Lennett took a step of faith, speaking candidly of the historic and ongoing discrimination experienced by black Nova Scotians, truths that many of the HRM staff had never heard before. It took an emotional toll to regurgitate the long history of mistrust. But I didn't want to take the posture of a victim, Lennett said. I didn't want to live my history in that moment. I wanted to live in the present and ask, how can we be solutionists? HRM chose to partner with Lennett and the wider community of Upper Hammonds Plains as solutionists to bring positive change. Today, as you drive down Pockwalk Road, you'll notice new reduced speed signs. You'll see concrete borders put in place in front of the church to give the illusion that the now double lane road narrows, encouraging motorists to slow down. And you'll see a marked crosswalk stretching proudly between the parking lot and the front doors, allowing congregants to safely enter EBC the meeting place. Perhaps like Lennett, you are on the brink of a courageous conversation. His advice, manage your emotions. Don't underestimate the role that fear can play, he says. Fear limits us. Faith launches us. Fear restricts. Faith releases. Lennett believes that faith needs to be our foundation and our motivation as we step into courageous conversations. Even when I don't understand my current situation, he says, I believe that God will open doors that no human can close and close doors that no human can open, but I have to trust that he is the divine strategist. But what do we do when both sides of the conversation believe God will open their door? When both sides are confident and filled with faith that God will make a way for their perspective? The Bible says we need to fight for unity, Lennett reminds us, especially in divisive situations. Allow time for God to adjust your vision. Don't jump from emotion to action. Above all, Lennett encourages us to do the two, to love God and love your neighbor. We need each other, he says. As iron sharpens iron, we sharpen one another. I can't be so caught up in my holy huddle that I'm not concerned for my neighbor. In this age of cancel culture, many are reluctant to embrace courageous conversations because of the potential for misunderstandings. The challenge is not to speak in ignorance, Lennett says. Create space where you can listen so that you can understand. In a safe, loving atmosphere, we should be able to engage in courageous conversations, not as opposing forces, but in community with one another. Fear of saying the wrong thing is valid, but take the posture of humility and educate yourself. Then break the silence. Quoting Congressman John Lewis, Lennett implores that we embrace getting into good and necessary trouble. Good and necessary trouble is what happens when we break the silence when we are moved by compassion, when we seek the Lord's perspective, and when we act. If we are to do the two, love for God and love for our neighbor requires us to look at the systems and structures that cause harm to our neighbors. You're an ambassador of the Most High, Lennox says. God has entrusted these courageous conversations to you. Seize them, 
and own your voice. Thank you for listening to the Acadia Divinity College podcast. Follow us on social media by searching for Acadia Divinity College and find us online at acadiadiv.ca.